Yes! 2020, four friends decide to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This results in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far Rob, from experts. Hold on, hold on, Rob, Rob. Are you, is there people like sleeping at your house or what's the deal? Low, low, yeah, of low. course. Everybody's sleeping here. I'm it's, big low why, energy guy. Why, why are we doing it so okay, fine, Why are we doing fine, it so fine. quiet? <laughs> I'm a big low energy guy. And I'm sitting oh. next to my friend Big Willow. You should make fun of people with low, low voices and energy. don't listen to the intro song I did. Big William. In, I'm a big Bill. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own, unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. We are all the way up to album 125, four? I think 125. All the way up to album 125. And from 1989, it's the album that showed us the Beastie Boys were more than drinking that brass monkey. There is no voice intro to this. So you just got to listen. There's no K-Rob. There's no nothing. We just get right into the business. not turning on K-Rob. And I want to say this, Russell. Yeah. When you're thinking, when you're going through and editing this episode and being like, oh, what did Rob say? We got to get rid of this or that. The other thing. Just remember, this doesn't come out for like four weeks. So you got four weeks to deal with this, okay? You could just think about it. You can roll it around for four weeks. Just really kind of savor it, okay? Let's not make judgments maybe right away or like get mad at people or whatever. You got it. All right. Here we go. Let's turn on K-Rob. Russ won't sleep at... Now you've heard about me, let me tell you a little something about my feelings about sleeping over over the holidays. Holiday (laughs) season, I can't deceive them. I won't sleep at their parents for any reasons. About three hour visit is an appropriate time. Any longer than that, and I would decline. 24 hours there, too long of a duration. I'm not doing this during my vacation. We might as well just talk to them on Zoom instead of us sleeping in separate rooms. I would be happy to go home late instead of sleeping in your brother's bunk bed. I'll say for now that as long as we last, I'll never go there because the parents are a fan of this podcast. Oh! Russ won't sleep at her parents when you want to greatest albums of all time. Russ won't sleep at her parents. Oh, God, Rob. Now, did you hear the Russ impression? Where it was? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I can make a computer sound like Russ, think about it, guys. The future is now. AI is taking over. Beck did it better. Now, listen, I've got, uh, I'm here. Beck did it better. We're talking about Paul's Boutique. I've got three guys here who thought this album was about serving soup. Hey, ladles. <laughs> <laughs> I made this into a loop so we can say hey anything and then I'll play <laughs> sounds, it. Like okay. a, sounds like a sample of Jenny doing dishes while we're podcasting back there. <laughs> Did we get that cleared or not, Rob? Hey, Jenny. Yeah, this is a sample. Uh, listen, <laughs> I've got uh, Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing? 
Uh, good Robin, one time, homie. That's how it goes. Just want to let you know. <laughs> the oh, energy. Someone, high energy. Someone's been paying attention to an album this week. <laughs> Got a Beastie Boys fan on our hands. I'm like the Maxwell guy sitting in the chair and I'm getting blown back by Matt's energy. Ugh, I love it. I'm feeding off of it. I've got Russell in Minnesota. Russell, how are you doing? Guys, there's more to this podcast than our listeners will ever know. And I've got more hits than Sadaharo O. Uh, yes. But not more wins than Brad Radke or saves than Rick Aguilera, as we discussed a few <laughs> weeks ago. Yep. For those about to listen, we naval salute you. Listen, when <laughs> we you naval salute you. When you um uh are listening, and if you're a big nine inch, if the Venn diagram of you is nine inch nails plus twins baseball from the uh 2000s, yes. late 90s, 2000s. That episode was gotcha. chef's kiss. Okay. Cause we Man, know you like heaven. masturbating. So that was no, there's no doubt about that one. <laughs> uh, now, listen, I've also got in California, I've got Aaron. Now, Aaron has been telling me about a business he started in his attic. Now, Matt, Aaron has started a business in his attic. Did you hear about this one? Did you hear about this? Did you read about I this? I did not. Oh. So, Aaron started a business in his attic. He makes yachts, the sales are through the roof. <laughs> I get it. I got you. I got you. Why would you do that to your house, Rosie? Aye, aye. Just build it out in your backyard. <laughs> I didn't want to laugh over that when our listeners could have just enjoyed the pregnant pause instead. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, it's yacht. Your yacht's your problem. Not, you know. <laughs> Please say something. I'm begging you. Uh, I also wanted to shout out the Sadhuar O line, but Russell got to it. But I do want to give Rob props for not mentioning finger opening song so way to go right ah, ah. i appreciate you i'm here i'm here to help um it's growth real growth let's get into our voicemail the freaks on the phone i gotta make a nice voicemail song i cannot think of one i cannot think of a nice song though I mean, freaks on the phone's kind of nice this one's pretty short, but I think it's interesting. And this is a hypothetical. What would you do if your boyfriend pulled up the World Cup on his phone while you were at brunch? Does this mean he has to spend more time with my family? Now, Russell, I, what would you say theoretically <laughs> if you were at brunch with a boyfriend and they pulled up a World Cup game? Now, I do want to point out this caller did also send a photo. What? what? Um, the caller sent a photo of said phone. Oh. Um, and we can see it right here. Oh, here we are at brunch and it's got the drink. Oh, no. We've Who got the phone. That? <laughs> that, that's a, that phone looks familiar to me. I feel like I've seen that. It looks like a phone propped. It looks like a phone propped against a cocktail. Yep. Showing a soccer game. And multiple water glasses spread out around the table so nobody sits there by accident. That's a, <laughs> a movie, of course, known as the Russell. So it looks like this person's asking for dating advice about how you guys would handle it. If you guys were out to brunch with your your partner, your girlfriend, your spouse, and they pulled up something and started watching. A game. On I believe the text very clearly said boyfriend. Yeah, I think boyfriend. I, I, I. If if my uh, spouse pulled up a soccer game and started watching it during the bar, I would immediately stab that thing with a knife because I know it's an alien invader and it's taken over her body <laughs> yeah. and it's trying to assimilate. <laughs> um, nobody in my house was interested in watching the World Cup. I said a number of times, this is the greatest sporting event in our lifetimes. This is one of the best matches you'll ever see. Period. And everybody was telling me to be quiet and put on my headphones and please not talk anymore. So, Russell, is it acceptable? To, Aaron, let me ask you this. Is it acceptable to pull out your phone at a bar and watch a soccer game? I think if it's the World Cup final, it is. But oh, I think, Matt, I think interesting. If it's the World I, Cup final, it goes in PKs. Aaron says yes. it's okay. I, I got to yes. say, it's a major L of your on your date to not take you to a place that has TVs. Forcing you interesting. or whoever this person is. Let's just say this person. Okay, let's call them... Uh, 
let's call them bustle. Yeah, like forcing bustle to take out their phone at the bar and solve the problem themselves and really ingenuity. Caring. So you're saying if if Bess forces Bustle to take yes. the phone out of the bar, maybe maybe Bess what? is at fault. Ooh. I think the date is at fault. Eric. Hypothetical. Absolutely. Hypothetical. Hypothetical. <laughs> Russell, I have learned over the years that this is completely and highly inappropriate. What? <laughs> completely and highly inappropriate. <laughs> and I condemn such mm-hmm. careless acts of defiance to, you know, the date, mm-hmm. the, you know, the whole premise of the date. And therefore, you're going to have to learn, man, to just put these things on the calendar so that when you have your shared calendar, as long as oh. it's on the calendar, man, that's gold and you're, you're, you're safe. I can tell so, you, unfortunately, I, uh, my wife and I have a shared yeah. calendar and you know what it says uh, today? What? If I could turn back time. <laughs> if I could find a way. And I was like, is this what a shared calendar is? This is totally different than what I thought. I, this is crazy. Would, would, would you take all it's back actually, all the again, words? Is that a joke? Heard you. And you'd say. If you think that you could, if, if it's like, I wonder if I could jack off to an aircraft carrier and not just Michigan State opening the season. That video says the answer is yes, because she is dressed sexy as hell on that aircraft carrier. That's all I remember. So and, I then, and then, Aaron, you know what I said after I finished jacking off to share on the aircraft carrier? I hope I don't run into any gypsies, tramps, or thieves. Mission accomplished. Accomplished? Uh, I get it. The first ba- share was better than that one. Yeah, I had a banner. My family came downstairs. I saw the banner. They go, fuck, dang it. I hope that when you edit this, you just jack uh, Matt's vocal track as loud as possible because he really gave an excellent You know I have to now. You know yeah. I have to. <laughs> got a jacket, Rob. Jacket. Then, got a jacket. <laughs> My family comes down, they see the banner and they're like, it's, they're like, it's so humid down here. Why is it humid in the basement? We had the dehumidifier running full speed. Why was the door locked? (laughs) If you guys don't ever take out your phone while you're out on a date to watch a game, do you always purposely go to a place that has TVs and appropriately placed where you're sitting or how do you pull that off? Uh, No, Rob, Rob, Mm. uh, let me, let me take this one. I, uh, I, I fully enjoy being with the person that I'm with Oof. and realize that I it's just a, a fight today or something. It's yeah, just really. a silly, just a silly sporting event, Russell. Right. Oh. And you know, it'll come and go. You can see the highlights on, you know, Espen later on that day, something like that. But it's Russell, just, when are you going to hear how it's going at work? I mean, that's, that's the special one-on-one time that you need. <laughs> oh, please tell me about your day at work today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, I heard a story the other day. I was walking the dog. This story took the entire walk. And it was like, if imagine driving from like Minnesota to Texas, but every exit you just got off and kind of spun around a little bit, then got back on the highway, went down. That's what the story was like. Like if there's an exit you could take, we, it was taken. And we kind of spun around and the, okay. the story took so long. It was crazy. Well, what was I, it about, Rob? Oh, I... Cannot I do not remember. That's what I'm going to say. The fifth. I mean, was it about like a work thing or was it like a just like Russell's paper bag? I plead the fifth. (laughs) Listen, here's the thing. This may have to be deleted. Can I say something? (laughs) (laughs) It'll definitely be deleted. We don't have time. Let's get into rolling going. (laughs) Why would you do such a thing? So, uh, so a person I know, they're a runner and uh-huh. we, we were talking on the phone once and they, they were Maybe telling yeah. me how they made this new playlist on their phone so they could, you know, stay inspired while they're running. Like Matt, we've talked before, mm-hmm. there's certain bands you like running to yeah. Aaron and Rob. I know Rob loves lifting to certain groups. Aaron loves doing his, 
sure. armband stretches or his burpees, whatever he does to <laughs> certain music. Stretches. But not a thing. Yep. But this person was telling me about this new <laughs> playlist they were doing. And I was like, oh, what's on it? And they started telling me the songs on the list. And they listed every song. And I timed it on my phone. Nine and a half minutes of them just listing every song on the playlist. <laughs> no. I yes. think you're going to say the playlist was nine and a half That's minutes. as long as the They're, playlist right no, there. That's a whole playlist. They tell you about it. it was nine uh, and a half minutes. How many songs un, are on this thing? 90? An uninter uninterrupted speaking of every song on the list for nine and a half minutes. I mean, you well, just go welcome, into a meditative state. Welcome to serious relationship, <laughs> Russell. You have, you're now over the threshold. <laughs> now, I can tell you what not to do at that point, Russell. Don't say, that was a really good story. Can you tell it again? Because that gets you in a ton of trouble. I'll just say I that actually, right now. I actually said I missed one song in the middle after like whatever, after the Rocky <laughs> song. Could you repeat it from that no, point on? Don't what do was that. the best song on the playlist? Uh, sorry, isn't it rolling going time, Rob? You want to hit that? <laughs> How about at the best song? How about one song? Name one song in the list. You know, we don't have time for this. We're get to the <laughs> Russell's like, holy shit, this thing's going to penalty kicks. <laughs> like in the middle of the list. It's all right. We can delete it. There was. Uh, just leave it alone. Okay. Let's get into rolling going. Oh, it's a rolling going. I was going to tell you about how I've been sports gambling at the bar with my family, watching a football game on a TV. And then when the food comes, I go, yes. Everybody thinks I'm cheering for the oysters, but uh, all right. But I, gotta, story's I got too a question sad. for I you, though, Rob. You were, you were talking about that. Like, so you started powerlifting, I believe, maybe before your wife did. And then she, she started doing it. And you guys really mm -hmm. enjoyed doing it together. Do you think you would really enjoy sports gambling if your wife all of a sudden got super into it? And now you guys spend all your time talking sports I, gambling? You know what? I really do. I think it'd be a blast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, imagine you're doing parlays and you want to see whose parlays are better. Oh, my God. I think that'd be like if I turned to somebody and I was like, hey, listen, I think Greg Joseph is going to score over seven and a half points this week. And they go, what are you talking about? That we talk about that. That would be awesome. Do you think she would be ever be up for a three team teaser? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen, rolling going, Aaron, how's it going with you? It's going great. Uh, I did have the tiniest bit of trouble in paradise tonight. Uh, it was enchilada night at the house. So that means we do Vincent. No. Yeah. Vincent, he thinks that's so we do, we do one beef and one veggie. And so it, I, Russell started I, a timer. Time, this is so weird. Time to serve up the enchiladas. And, and my lady says, I'll, I said, do you want one or two? And she says, I'll have one and a half. Do you know how hard it is to get one and a half enchiladas out of the first the pan of enchiladas and serve them up on the plate nice it was difficult but that's not what i'm here to talk about that what i am here to talk about i don't want to have to do this you guys i don't oh. i don't want to have to use our position as no, please quit please quit please quit so i'm not the person to quit. Do it. listen matt would follow suit so fast some of our listeners know that we are not the only uh, famous media personalities who graduated from the same school that we did. We have a classmate who is now a well-known blogger about royal style, right? Mm -hmm. And my sister happens to be a huge fan of this person. So my sister asked me, she heard on the, on a, an appearance that we went to the same school as this person. So my sister was like, do you know her? Heck yeah, I know her. We lived in the same dorm freshman year. Yeah, She dated a guy who I, who I was friends with. Like we talked a lot. So I thought, okay, for Christmas, maybe I can get a gift for my sister from this mm -hmm. semi-famous person. So I send her an email and the email 
associated with her website. And I say, can I buy a signed copy of your book? I don't get a response from the email. So I try the Instagram direct messages. I'm not a beggar. I'm not saying, will you give me something? I say, can I buy a signed copy of your book? Still no response. So now I have to do it. I have to use our bully pulpit. I have to use the power of this podcast to call her out and say, Elizabeth Holmes, give me a response. (laughs) Why are you not responding to me when I just want to purchase a nice signed copy of your book? Uh Uh-oh. It's it's time to use... All the clout of this podcast to get Aaron. That's it. A I'm putting copy. all of it behind. I'm do not. Want, I don't. I don't want free stuff. I just want to do a nice thing for my sister, who's a fan of her work. Do you want all of our listeners to reach out to her on social media and ask? Like, <laughs> yes. is this a call to action? Oh, no. Why? why and, and say, why are you being mean to Rosie? Oh no! What, what's going on? Yeah. What did he do to you? Yeah, you sick fuck. Nobody's mean to Aaron. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. that's sick. Nobody should be doing that. And actually, if you are, his family gets mad, and it makes you hurt more when his wife yeah, is mad at you than when he is. That's actually Maybe worse. I don't my sister yet. Uh, and I would also remind you, this is the Elizabeth Holmes, the fashion person, not the person who was arrested for Theranos. Who correct? Had a, Thank you. Had it's a voice like this. Hey, everybody! I made me run in Theranos. I'm doing blood testing. At that point, when you heard that voice, you had to know. Listen, this person doesn't know what they're talking about, right? No genius has ever sounded like, "Hey, how are you doing?" <laughs> they like they're on steroids. That's not. You just had to know, like this lady's fucked up, like. Now, Aaron, would it help you if it's possible that one of your co-hosts made out with her in college? Oh, oh I mean, that don't at least mean, I've been yeah, told, that's... do not remember. Or I mean, this person <laughs> doesn't remember. I, I think that would be important information. Help? Maybe I could use, maybe I could use that on my quest. I keep wondering, I keep reading the blog to see if she's going to bring it up, but, uh, not there she yet. hasn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow it doesn't, doesn't seem to. Can you imagine, discussions of can you imagine fashion? you just like, you, you wake up and you look over and you have made out with me. Like you'd just be like, oh, I need to get help, <laughs> right? You just be like, I, I'm in a better place. I got to do something different. Have you guys ever? Have you guys ever uh, emailed or written someone for an autograph or a gift like this before? No, I have. When oh, I was a kid, you have. Yeah? yeah. When I was a kid, we did this kind of like reading thing, and we did this thing where we would reach out to celebrities and say, like, Hey, we're looking for an autograph thing to use as a prize. Yeah. Like, you know, if you read so many books for our school. Oh, my God. You so found Mr. Book it? Write, write like one letter. <laughs> and, and then that summer, I took that letter as like a template and then just blasted it out to like 100 <laughs> pro athletes. <laughs> wow. I got one autograph card back. Who, <laughs> one? Who was one. it? Who was it? Kent Herbeck. Barry Sanders autograph <gasps> card. What? And it was, do you guys remember Jeez. Sports Illustrated for kids? It had the, yeah. ma- the magazine. It had the yeah. cards, like the nine, like yeah. kind of uh, out. Yeah, perforated, of course. Perforated, perforated cards. Yep. It was a Barry Sanders perforated card from Sports Illustrated with the Barry Sanders autograph. Do you still have that? Jeez. I don't think I have it. I don't know where it's at. That's that, that is awesome, Russell. Wow. Like that, you don't know where it's at. Oh my god! I think I think I think Elizabeth Holmes stole it. I don't know which one, but <laughs> you know, I was much bigger fan of Katie Holmes than Elizabeth Holmes. So I don't, I'm, I'm not sure if I could pick out Elizabeth Holmes or remember who she was. But um, did Matt likes all those Scientologists? Love them. Love them. Does she? Does she? I mean, do we know if she free. sold like a million copies of this book, or like is she like uber popular, like I, doing this, or know. is it like a? I, 
a semi-popular I mean, I, thing or what I you know it's like her main job she's popular enough where she doesn't give a fuck that aaron has tried to contact her a number of ways like that is popular. clearly yeah like if somebody if somebody emailed this podcast instagram messaged and like i don't know what called the back line we would do whatever they said if they were like hey aaron should like eat a bag of dog shit we'd be like no the person did, contacted us three times we should think about yeah, it. yeah i least. just feel like i i work in a job where people email me Right. And if I don't know him, I could give a fuck. Right. Yeah. But like if there's any sort of connection, like, hey, you know, like I see that you went to St. Olaf and my sister's right. brother's stepsister went there too, you know, kind of a thing. Like, yeah. So then like, then I always feel like I have to like reach out or, you know, respond to the email or whatever kind of a deal. So I, she's at that say, level where she doesn't have to, or she doesn't remember yeah. me. That's also a possibility. Yeah. Did you send her a picture with the hair or without the hair? I, I should send her a picture of Rob. Maybe that would help. Listen, that I know help. that yeah. we have a couple listeners, okay, that are indeed in contact with her. Okay. There or we were at some point and they were happy. You know who I'm talking about up in Brainerd. You are going to be happy to reach out to her <laughs> and get Aaron a signed copy <laughs> help and a brother save out. the day. Okay? Save the day. Save get the day, there. please. Help me out. Appreciate you guys. Aaron wants a free book. He doesn't want to pay for it. Okay. He wants it for free due to his connection. Multiple times. That's okay, enough please. of my sob story. How's it rolling going with Russell? Rolling going. Things are going good. I actually went and saw a play, a holiday play. I noticed uh, I'm wearing a holiday hat, an elf hat. Rob and Aaron appear to be wearing a Santa hat. I just want to be clear. This episode is coming out, I think, around <laughs> Valentine's Day. So we are all wearing Santa hats, except for Matt, who is not in the season. I knew that, and therefore I, you know, yeah. I didn't want to be in the spirit. Yeah, Matt's shaving his even... Matt's Matt's doing what he does to celebrate, which is shaving his nutsack for Valentine's Day. <laughs> <What? laughs> He's getting in the spirit. It's like two eggs. Brian Brian from oh, no. Woodbury can call in. Yes, is there anything better what? than a shaved nutsack? Oh, well, God, it just feels <laughs> too when you're done. <laughs> Two, did you say two? Say? I mean, one's good, right? One's good. Two's got to be great. No, it's, that literally is what we do in hotel showers. When Jenny and I are done with a hotel shower, it looks like a barber shop is oh in there. It looks. What? It looks like that's there's the spot mold. to do it. it no, looks, that's the spot to do. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's. It's just the towels. You got towels you can destroy. Not yeah. your own towels. Things what? like that. And we're sliding around like two eels. There's no friction whatsoever. We're, nothing can stop us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hot dog for, with rollers. That's what it feels day. like. It is. It, it, having a shaved crotch feels like you're you're on the hot dog roller. It's like, oh, this is good. This is smooth. This is great. And then about a day later, you're like, this is the worst feeling I've ever had in my life. Yeah. This is so itchy. It, it, everything is rubby. It feels like like 80 grit sandpaper. Not great. And guess what? Nothing happened. Like there has never been a time where I shaved like my nuts. And then they've, they've been like, okay, it's time to nut time. And I'm like, no, it's just me. Like, she's like, oh my God, there's so much hair in the bathroom. Gross. I'm going to bed. I hate you. I'm like, this is the opposite effect. This is not nut time. This is. But look really at how good my, I mean, and here's the other thing too, is like, oh, now look how good my nuts look. Please. Come on. Are you really going to say that? Look at these. They, yeah, they look good. No, they don't. They don't. They look like something fell out of you and is barely hanging on. Everything else looks bigger, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, you know what I love is a patch of skin that is somehow both very tight and very stretchy at the same time. It doesn't make any what? sense. <laughs> 
This is Russell's doing a great rolling gun. It's <laughs> I'm so excited to hear so about it. Holiday plays. Like I don't even know how to pivot to the, what I'm about to talk it's, about. It's shaped now. like a brain and a deflated balloon, depending on the temperature. It makes no sense. <laughs> you can catch. You can catch. You can catch water in it now, like a bird bath. Now oh, listen, yeah. if you are Elizabeth Holmes and you're listening to this episode because somebody tagged you, in it, okay? Oh no! This is why we deserve free stuff from you. Please send Aaron a free book signed. <laughs> Just want it free. He'll pay. I'll pay. I have offered. I'm not a beggar. Aaron, don't. Aaron, you're a superstar. Okay, you're the star of this show. Don't say something you're going to yeah, pay. That's right. Yeah. And free stuff. Go ahead, Russell. I'm sorry. There was one other thing I wanted to get your guys' advice on. Uh, maybe I don't know. if We don't mean to go to the advice corner for it, but I figured I could get your opinion on it. And we can. Uh, uh, we want to go to the advice corner. Do yeah, need we should. To go. Why not? Should we go to the advice corner? Yeah, let's do it. We got time for the advice corner. It's kind of cold out. That, that corner is probably 90 degrees, so it probably, probably yeah. is too oh. nice to go there. <laughs> it's especially cold when you're freshly freshly shorn down there, right? Get, right. Get, might get be a good might corner. be a good night in Minnesota here to go to the Russell's corner. Advice corner. The advice oh, corners yeah. are so in different places. It's confusing me. The, the advice the advice I need is about concerts coming up. So I noticed, uh, you know, there's a number of concerts coming up. Uh, a couple of them that I don't really need advice on, but I wanted to mention was one, Crash, crash Test Dummies Matter coming up. Maybe we can go see the Crash Test that. Dummies and get your Ooh, impression. Yeah, Maybe you can drop that. it on us once real quick. I feel like I know one song, though. What? What song? You know, like, which one? Would you be, go- would you be going for one? <laughs> <laughs> which one? Would you be going for one? He's not like, doing it. He won't do it. <laughs> that's my problem, going for one song. Mm-hmm. Because once <laughs> there was this girl who... <laughs> Would it come and see the concert because we only have one good song? It's one of the weird concerts where you're getting drinks for every song except for the encore. You're like, okay, I'm here for the encore. And can you imagine, like, if you had to go to the bathroom and you missed that song? That would be a nightmare, right? Oh, my God. That'd be the worst. Some of the other shows that I saw were coming up that I thought would be interesting. I might have to check out. The Last Waltz, they're doing The Last Waltz by the band at First really? Ave. What oh, would you guys God. think of that? That'd be awesome. That'd be pretty cool. If That'd it's be a awesome. Band. But again, yeah, it's like a you know a cover band doing The Last Waltz kind of a thing. And so... Fun, though. Could be good. Could be, could be good. Could be, I mean, yeah. worst comes to worst, you're going to hear a, a good Hawk impression, Hawkins impression, where the guy comes in, he's like, Ugh. he's wearing that cowboy hat. Oh, it's so great. The the other the other one that's coming up that I might have to check out I believe could be Rob's pornographic alter ego it is the White Buffalo you guys remember the oh, White Buffalo I love no, the White Buffalo I do not know the White Buffalo oh I he's so that. good no. he's the guy who does I don't know if you guys ever watched Sons of Anarchy but he did a lot of music in that one it, it would be an amazing show maybe Rob can drop a song in listen to this voice Aaron. Oh, I've never seen this guy Truth and drinks that get watered down. She oh yeah this is that first half Russell or where's it at um I think it's in the varsity. Oh, this, wow. this looks good. Spot I would go to the second of this, Russell. And all that shit comes off my shoe. Listen to this chorus. You Jeez. I mean, it's so good. Go, Russell. It is kind of weird, though, in the in the picture on this music video, he's just standing in water up to his chest wearing regular clothes. I guarantee he's wearing shoes. Shrink to fit. 
Doing think of how jeans. think of how gross that would be touching the bottom. Ugh, <laughs> so what I really what I really needed your guys' advice on is I've got one one big concert to take in this spring, and I had to decide between the following concerts. I wanted to see what you guys T would go Swift. to. Yep, good call, T Swift. Yep. Not T Swift. It's oh. either Bruce Springsteen at XL or the Red Hot Chili Peppers at US Bank. If Bruce you were to choose to only see one, which one would you pick? Bruce. Bruce Springsteen. Bruce. 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 I'm Bruce, Bruce, the Bruce. boss too. Now, what if the boss tickets were about three to four times more expensive <laughs> than the Red Hot Chili Pepper? Tickets? They must be the world's most expensive tickets. Then I cannot imagine how much that is. But the Chili Peppers have a new album out, right? Yeah. yeah. So you better take a listen to that new album and see it, because like Bruce is Bruce. I have listened to new- it. It's okay. They've got okay. one or two yeah. good songs. Yeah. All right. They still, but they still do the fun thing where it's like. A dingy dong ding a ding a California yeah. ding a dunk a ding a ding <laughs> and then the choruses are all I care and glide to the diggy diggy donk a ding it's it's a classic red hot chili peppers and thank you for that impression. My other question would be uh, technically are you allowed to get this as a holiday gift for someone be, even though you're the one who wants to go? Yes. Yep. Does this count as a holiday gift? Of course. Yeah. Is it like? Is it? Is You're it technically ahead. for you, or is it technically for them? You know technically what I mean. Like for them. Let's let's like, hypothetically. Like if I, yeah. If I bought if I bought Sarah Pearl Jam tickets for the holidays <gasps> so that we would go to Pearl yes. Jam, wow. yes. that wouldn't fly. Romantic. No. That kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, that wouldn't mm. come. <laughs> My other question <laughs> would be: If you're rich in the plants, how many ways can I get Okay. Well, party? yes. Yeah. I couldn't get two seats together. So you're up top. <laughs> I'm down on the side, but I still have a clear view. You know those seats I like? I'm right there. So I'll meet you. We'll call an Uber after together. The other question I had. I'll get you a shirt. We'll, we'll split it. Shirt. If split you were going to get tickets as a gift, do you actually have to purchase them by the time you give the gift? Or could <laughs> oh, yes. you say you're getting them and then wait for prices to go down like the day before the concert and then acquire them? Do you have to have the tickets yes. acquired? You have to Oof. give them something that says tickets, Russell. It has to it be. Like a, it can't be like an IOU tickets. I no. promise that yeah. I'll buy the tickets Russell, on the day of the show. Russell, my kids, my kids are eleven and thirteen, and even they wouldn't give a homemade gift to me, their dad, a person they couldn't care less about. Well, roll and go on then, Matt. How's it going? Oh, you? No. <laughs> At least a screenshot or something, Russell. Like, I don't. Yeah, I got to the screenshot. Kind of feel like Russ didn't like the advice corner. Oh yeah, yeah. We better hop out of there. It smells like mulch in the advice corner for some reason. And the VCR's on and the TV's off. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. That combination should never happen. Um, there's this. Just uh, on startup. Yeah. There's this Reddit page called TDIL. Today I learned. I don't know if you guys ever get on this at all. Mm-hmm. I've got a couple TDILs. Today I learned. I think it's just French T-I-L, president, right? You don't have to say TD. TDIL. That's what it says on the credit. I mean, today, today it's it's one word. TIL. Maybe it is TIL. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not on know. there a ton, so I wouldn't. I mean, who knows? Like, right. I'm probably wrong. So I learned that the French president Emmanuel Macron. Macron. Mm-hmm. Maybe. He's 44. His wife is 69. She was his teacher when he was 15. Oh. <laughs> and that, I did not and that he was in the same class as her middle daughter. What? And so his step, he's got two step kids that are older than him. I cannot tell you. So first of all, I just want to be very clear. I hit that. Yeah. When she was 69. And then you happened to be saying that she was also a teacher when I hit the yeah. So it sounds like there's some confusion there. <laughs> but second of all. To be clear. Point of order. Point of order. I've seen some documentaries on Chrome incognito mode that follow that uh, storyline <laughs> almost exactly. 
<laughs> these things are these documentaries are anywhere from like eight to ten minutes long. So you also, know, how long do you watch? Ten minutes exactly. Like, yeah, this is probably in Rob's movie. Also, better than fifty percent probability that he has also been with his stepsister. Right? What? Hey, I mean, sometimes he loses stuff hey. over the coffee table. Or not stepsister. Sorry, I said that wrong. But with with his lady's stepdaughter, lady's stepdaughter. Daughter. Right? Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is stepdaughter. Stepdaughter. Yeah. That would, He's got yeah. stepkids that Aaron, are older than what, him. Do you think yeah. that's going to stay in the podcast? Like really? Like in your wildest <laughs> dreams? Do you think that's going to stay in? No, I don't. I do oh, not. Please, oh, please take oh, that out. I love the fucking of my stepdaughter. You know that's not staying in. <laughs> Wee oui, wee, oui, my balls are so smooth. They're like a frog leg. That also should not stay in. I That's not staying in. in. That's too much. Okay. Um, today uh, I learned that there's uh, there's a Chiefs super fan, a guy, a, a super fan of the Kansas City Chiefs. Nice. Okay. He dresses up. He puts like this wolf costume on. He's got like this huge personality. I guess he tweets all the time. All of this stuff. Well, he didn't make it to last week's game and everybody got really concerned about um, why he didn't make it to last oh week's God. game. And then they, they started to really figure out. You got a life. So they're checking hospitals. Oh. They were checking, you know, anywhere they could figure it out. Well, somebody finally found him. Can I ask you, Matt, real quick? This guy was yeah. dressed how? How does he dress up? As a wolf? Like a wolf. Now, did they check the top of a van? Okay. The top of a van driving down the highway. <laughs> Um, was he surfing on it? Was that what he, was, he was actually skiing. The surfing is copyright, so he was actually both feet facing straight forward. He was in a tuck position. I don't know if they. I I can't confirm or deny Rob if they checked that. Okay, or not. I can't. I don't. Know. Something to think about. I, but somebody did you know, find him. What I don't get about that is that his dad is also a werewolf, right? Hmm. Like that's pretty fucked. Probably. I mean, it, genetics would tell you. You're a science guy. No, I genetics think there's a scene where they both uh, wolf out. You know what we're I mean? talking about Teen Wolf again? Yes, we are talking about I Teen Wolf. I have never seen Teen Wolf. What? No, what? me neither. Man, no, yeah. me neither. Russell, do we need to do a special episode where we just watch the entirety of Teen Wolf and do a commentary on it and then other uh, our just, fans can watch it with us? I just feel bad that Rob's uh, surfing on a van bit was probably lost on uh, 50% of the co-hosts and probably yeah. 100% of our listeners. And there's no <laughs> way you can put together what happened in the scene just from my description, okay? Because it's actually more nuanced than that. Matt, what was going on with the Chiefs guy in the Teen Wolf outfit? So then the Chiefs super fan, they did find him 300 miles away in Oklahoma. He was in jail because he was robbing banks. Mm-hmm. And the main reason he was robbing banks where the money was is. to pay for his Chiefs tickets. He couldn't afford oh, wow. the super fans. So the, the Chiefs are in the playoffs. He needed to get playoff tickets. He So he had to go down to Oklahoma to rob a bank. He became accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Yeah. How about wow. that? So... I mean, life's just ruining your life to see a Chiefs game. I don't know. Patrick Mahomes is so good, though. It's very good. They've got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. They're so good, man. Like they're. I mean, it's they're not bad. Think about bad that and that that new uh, running back thing is like Panchero or Pachero or Pacero or whatever. You live you live for something or you die for nothing. You know what I mean? That's I hear you. I hear you. Well, I I have I have, and then the final thing I didn't learn this, but I've. I've experienced okay. this over the last oh. couple of weeks or so. I have invested my own hard-earned money. Uh, I think you guys have. I think you guys know that. You know, Sarah doesn't really let me have like any room in the 
upstairs. So she like no, kicks me to the this, basement. You have never said this ever. What are you well, talking this, about? This is new information. What do you mean yeah. she has? So my bathroom's she, my bathroom's down here, right? No, like, no, she wait doesn't a let me. You can use any bathroom in the house, right? Like, I can use any bathroom out. Yeah, no, but you whispered. Well, we have three that. bathrooms. You kind of looked around. You whispered and you kind of looked around like maybe somebody but was so listening like, to when, you. When you get up at like three thirty in the morning for your flight, do you got to walk down like two flights of stairs to use a basement Just bathroom? Just one. Well, I don't have to, but I mean, that's all that's, that's where all my stuff is. So, you know, like I have chosen, I, to have my own bathroom, let's just say that in the basement, but that's where my bathroom is down here in the basement. And so since I have my own, that's not, (laughs) it doesn't get easier. Since I have my own bathroom, I can do whatever I want there. Right. So I've decided that to put a fridge in, you go for it. Oh my God. There's a fridge down here. Yeah. To keep the toilet paper cold. But you know, we'll, we can we can edit that out. Um, it's hard to edit. But I have decided to put in a bidet on my oh, toilet oh, downstairs. Classy. A bidet. <laughs> what prompted this, you to add that? This yeah. is like the heavens opening up, and I was like, "Boy, this show really sucks today." And now the heavens are opening up, and I see just content. I can just see content streaming in like a warm stream of information, hitting me right where I like it. In the mind, in the anus, <laughs> in your freshly shorn. The balls. mind is kind of the anus <laughs> of the head. <laughs> now, man, so, well, yeah, tell us. I want to know all about it. How many times have you turned it on and just sprayed it all over the bathroom? That's all I really want to know. Like, uh, really, only like the first time when I was trying to figure out like how you know, like, because I, I installed it myself because it's just like it's a cheap thirty dollar thing from Amazon, right? Yeah. You just hook into the water line, things like that. And so, <laughs> the, this is like our talk about the Walgreens toys the other day. If I'm getting that apparatus, I think I want to spend more than thirty well, I, bucks. <laughs> but but I didn't, I, here's the thing: you don't. It's, one, it's one of those things you don't know, right? Like. Am I going to spend like four hundred dollars to get an actual like toilet and then just never use it, or should I, t- you know, test the waters a little bit and maybe Literally. get the cheap one first and see what's, how it's like? Somebody would say testy the waters, but I wouldn't test uh, testy the waters. Hey. And so I got to tell you guys, it is wonderful. Oh. It's, oh. it's it's yeah. just I've I heard mean, so many good. Everyone says that. Yeah, it sounds awesome. I mean, yeah. I want I now, Matt. Let me ask you this. Yeah. How much would you have to get a discount to pay somebody? How much would they have to pay you for you to have to call some uh, plumber? Okay, so picture this. You open the door. This guy, 55 years old, hands like steel, right? He's got just just total man hands. He comes in firm handshake. Hey, I'm Ray. I'm the plumber. You called me. What do you need? And then you turn to Ray and you say, listen, I'm putting a bidet downstairs. Could you put it in for me, please? Like, how much would you have to get paid to make that call? Why, why would you be embarrassed at all? Why, I mean, like zero, like whatever the cost of it is. Why would you be embarrassed to have a bidet put in? I suppose they probably see some shit where they're like, a bidet right. is actually the opposite of the bidet is probably like the best part of their day where they're like, listen, this the, the best part of their bidet. Yeah, I didn't have to like deal with any like literal shit. Like this was great. You're right, man. They probably are super yeah. happy. So I would highly recommend, you know, there's a few people on this podcast who listen to this podcast mm-hmm. and we could, we could go through all the names, but I mean, well, well, let's do it. They know who they are. Who do you think would like it Wait, most? That I listens? think I, I, I would love to get a review from Brian from Woodbury. Oh, no, there's no <laughs> chance. Oh, I guarantee. This isn't weird at all. I guarantee he's yeah, thought I can, about I can, it. I guarantee he'd be all about it. This is normal I can, conversation. I guarantee he thought about it. <laughs> guarantee it. But. No, I mean, so again, it's the whole thing. You don't just, you know, you use water to wash your hands, right? You use water to wash everything else. Why, why wouldn't you use water to wash down there? 
right? And it, it's it's a uh, it's an experience, guys, and I would highly recommend it. When you go back, when you go back to raw dogging it yep. <laughs> with no bidet, yep. Are you just like so disappointed? You're kind of like you're at work or whatever, and you're taking your break, and you're just like, it's yeah. it's a little disappointing. I can't yes. wait to get home and really. Really get clean, yeah. Yeah, really yeah. flush this thing out, really. Right. So, so how yeah. does it technically function? Do you like step, do you, do you like have a, have a little button you push or how does it work? On the side, it's almost like a, like one of those like lounge chairs that, you know, where you kick up, kick back and then you got to turn the vibe, you know, you can Wait, have like massaging <laughs> chairs or whatever. So it's like that. There's just, there's a little button and you can increase the pressure up oh. to a certain point. Build and then up. there's a little back and forth that moves the little wand backward and forward, you know, so you're, you're not just <laughs> spraying one spot. Good. And so, yeah, you know, so you just, cause you I was just, picturing you kind of doing the dog on the kind of depends thing. on how things went that day and you know, how much <laughs> pressure you need and, and how I, much you got to spray. And so how yeah. long does it, 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 does it like, do you hold the button down for an extended period or is it a quick spurt? <laughs> You turn it on. So like you, you twist it and it's just on. Right. Oh, all day. And so, yeah, so it could be on all day. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just hooked up to the that water. Thing, it's very nice. I mean, that thing would be like clean. I mean, like clean, clean. Like I'm trying to think like power washing. Like I'd want one that's so powerful that my head would fill up like one of those balloons at the fair, you know, where you spray it. It just gets bigger. That's what I want. I want something where like when I'm done, I weigh more than when I started. Do, do Fill you, me up. So, I want like the power you get at those self-service car wash places. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, somebody sketchy in town owns that stuff. There's like, put it in a quarter and it's like the most powerful water ever. It, it It's like, it's hugely wasteful. It's crazy. And it's one of the most fun you can have for a dollar is spraying down that car with a super high power washer. So I probably should have brought you guys are in this Christmas spirit with your Christmas hats. I probably should have brought this up a couple of weeks ago so that, you know, if, if any of our yeah. uh, Becker heads out there are looking for a, a, a Christmas present for their husbands, no, they probably, you know, I would hi- get them a bidet. They could buy it from Home Depot with a bunch of rebates and install it 12 months from now, right? Yeah, exactly. Now, Russell, you are looking for a gift, right? Because you're... Your ticket, your ticket plan has fallen through, so you are looking for a gift. So I just want to put this in the oh, ticket oh, file. No, 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 Rob, 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 Rob. Ticket plan didn't fall through. It's just not going to be as effective as I had planned. <laughs> <laughs> There's no deviating from the plan. I is this like an add-on to something else that you're getting this person? I mean, it's been like 18 months, hasn't it? It's been a while now, isn't it? Are we can't yeah, get now. We gotta move now is 18 months is 18 months the t- length of time you need to be together to get somebody a bidet? Like that's not a six month thing. That's not a three month thing, right? Of like, hey, I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely like if you were to get somebody a bidet like three months in, that might be like a big red flag. Yeah, they might be like, yeah. So, man, only does every bathroom in the house now have a bidet, or only yours in the basement? Just mine. Just mine. I mean, you don't. There's there's an. A lower age limit for a boy to be able to manage a bidet. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. I now, mean, Matt, that, what are the what are the bidet rules? Can anybody come down and use the bidet anytime they want, or is there like a surprisingly? It's kind of just like out of sight, out of mind. I think because the boys got their own bathroom upstairs. Right. Sarah's got hers on the main floor, and I got mine in the basement. I think we we all have our own uh, home turf. Yeah. Everybody just respects that the makes home sense because I was thinking if my dad installed the bidet, if I'd want to go use it, and I almost threw up. So that kind of <laughs> answers that. <laughs> well, Imagine a bidet with a disco ball disco in your ball bathroom. Oh, 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 holy cow. <laughs> 
the same switch activates both. Oh. Rob, Roland, going. How's it going with you? I'm thinking about getting into jujitsu. Is that crazy? Oh, I love it. I give yes. I want to hear all about. It. I want to start getting into jujitsu all the time. I want to start it's rolling, guys. It's definitely very trendy. It, it sounds like the guy who can't cut it in Muay time needs to go to a different trendy sport. I, right? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that I'm not really like aggressive when I'm wrestling somebody, but I think like it would be fun to like just learn about it. I don't know. I wonder if I can go and just kind of be like, can I watch and not like be part of this? Like just maybe it on the side. It seems extremely. Like just life skills, right? Like any right. situation you get into at any time, you feel like you'd be put in a good spot. Yeah, having a, having a little bar. bit of jujitsu in your oh. life, right? Yeah. And so I no, I've thought about it too, kind of. But it's you're much strong, Rob. You know, I think you're much stronger than people give you credit for. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if you could find anybody to roll with. And you know what else is really cool is that my elbows don't hurt right now. Like they, you see how I straighten them and it doesn't just kill. I would like to change that and make it so somebody tries to bend it the wrong way. My nephew, my one of my nephews, one of my sister's kids, he was in jujitsu for one round of classes or whatever. And uh, I don't want to call my sister out, but I once saw the picture of him in his class and he did not enjoy it. And the main reason he did not enjoy it is every kid in the class had a gi and he no. was the only one that oh. was there in jujitsu, just wrestling like his or rolling in his t-shirt and, and pants. It wasn't like it his first no. time though or something. I, I mean, don't every, know. I don't everybody know. on the first time you need goes like that. Listen, you I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up with a black belt. Cobra just guy, right just away. Fully. I'll be like, Hey, I, I bought this that fucking is some belt. stolen valor shit right there. <laughs> but it's hilarious when you see like these videos, like at schools, right? Where the bully's picking on the kid. And then the kid just pulls out some yeah. jujitsu move and just puts the guy on the and floor. It's over, right? You just, you just want to be like, hell yeah. Good for that kid. See, that's the problem is that I would be the one getting put on the floor. Like, I, I know I would get annihilated. That's that's the problem. Well, everybody does it first, right? I mean, isn't that kind of the whole deal? That's how you learn. And I don't know. Last time Rob was doing Muay Thai, didn't, didn't he get beat up? And then his wife told him he asked him not to do it. Any, like, didn't she say you should ask them to be nicer to you when you're sparring? When you are a big guy, people want to beat the shit out of you and they think it's really funny. And it's actually, I still like have feelings and nerves. Like, it doesn't hurt less when you hit me just because I'm a big guy. Okay, so I'm worried that somebody's going to like put me in a chokehold and I get a huge boner during the class. You know what I mean? Like what what happens if that happens? Has this happened before? Huh? Has this ever happened before? My black belt. Like why are you worried about it? I use my black belt and I It's like a reverse bidet. Uh, is this a music podcast? Rob, Listen, uh, Rob gets put, Rob gets put in one triangle choke and he's got to like stand up and waddle off the waddle <laughs> off the mat. Oh, now you're boner in the gee guy. Oh, he's boner in the gee guy. He's bad. <laughs> oh no, he's fully geed up, but he's got a boner. Right? See, I don't know, like this I, guy, boner in the gee guy. Would I get much pleasure from t making somebody tap out? I don't think so. Right? I don't know. Aaron, would you ever do jujitsu? Yes, because Anthony Bourdain did. So anything he thinks is cool, I think is cool. No, I, I drive by one of the Gracie judo schools or one of the Gracie jiu-jitsu schools I've driven by a bunch of times. I think it, like people say that it's the best shape of your life. You know, like the, the fighting fitness is something different. I think it'd be great. But I also would get my ass kicked. So, oh, yeah, I don't know if that's the thing is I'd be like, you probably can't even do anything to my weird to my ankle. But <laughs> well, oh, God damn, it hurts so bad. Aaron, you mentioned Anthony Bourdain. I think I shared this with you guys like a year ago. And I remember it, this inspired me for a weekend. I'm going to share a quote with you guys oh, from Anthony Bourdain. Can we this. do that? Yeah. Yes, please. It says, eat at a local restaurant tonight. Get the cream sauce. Have a cold pint at four o'clock in a mostly empty bar. Go somewhere you've never been. Listen to someone you think may have nothing in common with you. 
Order the steak, rare. Eat an oyster, have a Negroni, have two. Be open to a world where you may not understand or agree with the person next to you, but have a drink with them anyways. Eat slowly, tip your server, check in on your friends, check in on yourself, enjoy the ride. Anthony Bourdain. And when you go home, you're going to have a huge blast of cold water to clean it all off. <laughs> Is it true, man, that you only use cold water to save money? <laughs> yep. Hey, Russell. That's it. Oh, play. Hey, yeah. I'm going to teach you about this album, Russell, right now. Love Paul's it. Boutique. So basically, to, to understand Paul's Boutique, this is a very similar, I think this is very similar to that U2 album, actually. Um, because this is Paul's Boutique, where basically BC Boys were coming off. They're one of the biggest hits of, what was 86? Is that License to Ill? Like, they were a crazy popular. They started as a punk band, of course, at CBGB's. We talked about that. Um, and Russell, can you believe you and I didn't go to CBGB's when you were in New York and try to find it? What are we doing? Well, I brought this up. I was staying in a hotel that was right next to the the what's the what's the jazz club, the Birdland Jazz Club. I heard Which a song about one. it from Manhattan Transfer, one of my favorite bands. Oh. <laughs> Russell, we're going to CBGB. We're going to CBGB's next time you come here. So basically, they release they they get picked up by Def Jam, right? And they make License to Ill, and it is a huge album. All of a sudden, Beastie Boys go from be nobody. So now they're touring with Madonna. They're opening for run DMC. And basically they're told like, you need to live this life of the frat rap guys that we've made you of. Like, we love to drink. We love to party. This is like our thing. And honestly, they were like, I don't really like this. And like, it's not like they're expecting us to make the same album again. Like they want to hear more like no sleep till Brooklyn. They want to hear more. And the real kicker was Rick Rubin tried to redo the guitar on no sleep till Brooklyn. And didn't tell anybody that he had redone it. And there, he's playing over one of the bandmates' guitar. And then he said, hey, I got an idea for a movie, just like we did with Run DMC with, is Crush Groove? Is that what their movie is? Or what's their, I can't remember what it is. But they, but basically, they had this plan where they were making movies with their rap stars uh, at Def Jam. And they were like, we're going to do that for the BC Boys. You guys will take 10% of the profit. We'll take 90%. And the BC Boys like, no, we're out of here. They stopped paying them royalties. The BC Boys totally relocated. They moved out to California. They got picked up by Capitol Records. And they they met these producers at a party randomly, the Dust Brothers. And so they all got in and they were making these uh, this music. And the Dust Brothers were like, yeah, this is going to be hot at the clubs. Like, you guys are bringing in so many samples and kind of layering them in an interesting way. And the BC Boys are like, no, no, no. We're going to rap over these, this album as well. And they're like, what? And so basically you have this album, which is... They were sampling at the time, right? This comes out in 89. Is that true? I think so. Um, And basically people were sampling at the time, but this album, like all you see on Genius is what they sampled. Like every song has 30 samples. It's just samples on samples on samples. 105 total, including 24 on the last track alone. Wow. A, A lot of people think that this is like the BC boys like artistic highlight where they were like, Hey, you think that we're just this frat rock. We're going to show you that we really know a ton about music. We respect the roots of music. We're going to put it all in our samples. And essentially this became a major influence in like what a lot of people call the golden age of hip hop, including the editors at wikipedia.com. So let's get into Paul's (laughs) boutique. Aaron, are you a, I should tell you, this was a first track 
And they're saying they like all the girls because they're apologizing for some of the stuff they said on License Ill, which was re- uh, received as. Well, like, fight for your right to party, right? Like, right. they basically don't ever play. They just are completely embarrassed by it. Not in a bad way, but they're like, yeah. that's just not us. And, like, we were kind of playing into what everybody else wanted to hear, namely the, the, the record uh, companies and stuff like that. And so this is just not us. And so you, you can see we're yeah. trying to backtrack a little bit. And you got to fight. I mean, what they're really making fun of there is the glam rock guys, right? Like they're yeah. kind of, yep. they're doing a satire of it. And instead, everybody was like, you know what? These guys are fucking right. We do need to party. And they're like, no, we're, we're actually kind of saying the opposite. And everybody's like, well. Um, so then we come into the second song, so, Shake Your Rump. sounds like you're talking about a, a slacker party, right? A slacker party? What? What's a slacker party? Oh, you'll find out in a little bit. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. oh. I... If I had a time machine, I wouldn't go <laughs> how, back how, how, how to fix, go? to not buy those sweater vests. Yeah. I would go forward and see what a slacker party is. <laughs> and that's it. And then I would burn the time machine. And I'd happily live with future Rob side by side in love. Metal, rivets, <laughs> nine inch nails music, yeah. smoke. Yeah. Me steps out from 30 seconds ago being, hey, remember when, remember when you saw that time machine 30 seconds ago and you were like, hey, I'm going to get in. I'm you. It'd be like, well, yeah, but I got you. I got in. <laughs> How were we going to kiss? All right. And the answer is a mirror with hair drawn on it. Uh, shake your rump. This is kind of the BC boys we know and love. Yeah, this is like the the Run DMC style, rapping back and forth, throwing, throwing yeah. rhymes back and forth. Love. So definitely I, a Def Jam sound. I have never been a. I would never say I'm a huge Beastie Boys guy, but I do love how their different voices sound. I, I get a real kick out of that. Yeah, they're very, they're definitely very distinctive, right? They got their own style. Yeah. Now, are you guys, were you guys Beastie Boys fans? Like, Matt? Huge. What, what was the song where they're riding with a car? Oh, I can't draw on a huge blank. Well, that one came out, and that was like completely. Gosh, you're thinking sabotage, of sabotage, probably sabotage. You know, and that album came out, and those guys are running, and that song and everything going. That was unbelievable, right? Yep. And then they were gone for about six years, and then Intergalactic came out, and I'm like, it, it, it's a, you know, we we talked about uh, Metallica pivoting, right, in like mm-hmm. the late '90s from kind of their what, what was it, no load, no load, reload, whatever it was, and everybody kind of went. Oh, you know, I don't like, like it. I liked it. Puppets to the, the more thrash metal. And then they got a little more poppy with black and load. And yeah, well, and intergalactic. That, right? I mean, it was like these guys pivoted in an awesome way kind yeah. of deal. So, you know, that got that. Um, Rob, can you go to like 215? I, I don't want to, I don't know if you've got something else, but can you go to like 215 on this album? Yep, Maybe like 210 and then we'll just let it play. I want to see if you guys catch anything. You guys hear that woo-ha? Does that, yeah, that ring a bell to anybody? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I heard that woo-ha. Again, I don't listen to lyrics at all, right? But I heard that woo-ha and instantly it was like time machine, smoke, clangs, Rivets. nails on yeah. a nails on a triangle, yeah. all that good stuff, right? And I went right back to like 1996 or something like that. I don't mm-hmm. even know what year it was to bust a rhyme. So Rob, I thought, 
and I, I can't, I just, I know I can't do this justice. I know I can't because Russell does it so well, but I thought this week that I would try to somehow create some sort of a list oh. around that. Oh. Woo-ha. Yes. Oh, I love it. Nice. Fantastic. We started just one sound. Just that one sound. I was like, it, it, it got me on this, much like Rob got on this huge rabbit hole. I got on this rabbit hole based on all of a sudden I clicked on, again, on Wikipedia, they've got the samples and they, they have them hidden because there's so many of them. There's 105 different samples on this whole album, Insane. right? There's something like 13 on this shaky rump alone, including uh, songs by like the Beatles, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable the different amount of samples they've got. But so let's just go, let's go. The first hey, song on the list. Can I just say list. one thing, Matt? You're yep. talking about that woo right? That reminds yep. me of the last job I had. Oh my God, did not go well. I was in charge of carrying around these packages uh, in Wuhan and I dropped oh, one boy. and I think it was fine, but <laughs> did, did you, did, did get the oh, delivery God, to the right spot? It broke and a bunch of uh, pangolins came over and ate it. And I was like, oh, I can't be good, but see you later. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, no wonder they call it a wet market. I slipped. Like I, it's a wet, that's, I don't know. <laughs> well, first song, Rob. Let's go to let's go to the song that brought this back. Uh, Wuha. So not that the uh, second song there. Ooh, flashback. I'm, I'm going going out of order a little bit, but you know, from uh, Mister Mister Buster Rhymes, we've got the song Wuha got you on checks. Let's just listen to that quick. Yes, uh, yeah, I remember this one. I mean, like, I when you hear this, this is such a distinctive sound, right? Yeah. yeah, it is unbelievable. Okay, so then again, which next we'll go uh, to the first song I got there, Fat Boy Slim. In I think in two thousand or two thousand one, had the song Gangster Trippin', which so this song is like thirteen samples in itself by Fat Boy Slim. Right, and so you know they pick it like just these unbelievable little clips from different spots, including. You hear a woo-ha. I mean, but it's it's crazy, though, how much Fatboy Slim owes to the Beastie Boys, right? Like, you you realize that yeah. listening to that. So all this. So I'm trying to figure out where Buster Rhymes got it from. Did he get it from the Beastie Boys? Well, in 1989, so right oh, I like after. This. I like this. Right after, we got Public Enemy, or is that what we've got here? Yep. Yep, we got Public Enemy, Public Enemy number one. And so the time I got you, hopefully it lines up here, Rob. But this is Public Enemy. And let's listen to their song. There's a woo-ha. There it is. There it is. There's the woo-ha. So a little old back to the woo-ha, right? All right. So where does that come from? This is like a true crime podcast. Oh, my God. We're going deeper. You know, we've been talking a lot about Elizabeth Holmes. But Matt's like Sherlock Holmes. He's figuring this shit out. So the Beastie Boys... Where did, you know, where did they get it from? If we go back to 1981, mm-hmm. we've got the adventures of Grandmaster Flash on Wheels of Steel, which is a live version with Melly Mel and the Furious Five. There it was. Woo! So from what I know, this is Grandmaster mm-hmm. Flash and Melly Mel and the Furious Five, and they put together this huge, essentially live uh whatever you want to call it, the mixing of all of these things together, but they're using three tracks instead of two. And so that's came from, that song came from actually uh, in 1980. Oh my God, we're going deeper guys. Sugar Hill 
the Sugar Hill Gang had a song called Eighth Wonder. And so if you go, this is the original Wuha. So is all it. of we're, these we're bands the comes back. Deepest. I swear to God, man, if you go any deeper on this, we're going to need a bidet oh, to get oh us out. God. Just listen to the Eighth Wonder by Sugar this Hill Gang. This is like Gang bidet here. on full power deep. But this is the Wuha I got you all in check. Okay, just listen to the background beat for a second. Just listen to the background beat for a second. You heard it. Go, just start it over one more time, Rob. The horns? You hear that background there? Yeah. Okay, so Adventures of Grandmaster Flash, 1981. Eighth Wonder by Sugar Hill Gang, 1980. From 1979, yes. we've got Full power. a band called 7th Wonder. Seventh one. It's a song called Daisy Lady. Let's just listen to this real quick. There's no woo-ha in this, but just listen to this. What is this same same backbeat, right? Can you hear the backbeat of yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So one year earlier it's this. And this song was written, produced, arranged by a guy named Ronald Lapreed. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know if I'm Lapred, Lapreed, who was the basis, the original basis for the Commodores. Okay. And so the Commodores essentially was this huge group of, of from, uh, I think, Tuskegee University, which is now Tuskegee. Is it Tuskegee University down in Alabama? And so they all came together. You know, they've got the Commodores. They're all splitting off. And so I, it was fascinating to me to hear all of these, like, just one-off woo-has, right? Yeah. Um, like, make it all the way up through, essentially, to, like, 19, you know, uh, 2001 with all of these hip-hop artists who were sampling all these albums. And actually, uh, Busta Rhymes, his woo-ha got you all in check that song, right? Busta Rhymes famously came from where, Rosie? Did he uh, hang out with a tribe called Quest? Isn't that where he cut yeah, his he teeth? Was, he's, he's from the, the Flip Mode Squad and Native Tongues, right? Yeah. I was trying to think of like where specifically he's from geographically, but yeah, Native Tongues. Yeah, and so I think he essentially grew up with a tribe called Quest and all of those guys, if I have right. my information correct. Um, Eighth Wonder was used in a in a a song by a tribe called Quest called Rap Promoter. So I gotta think 1996, Wuha got you on check. You know, Buster Rhymes has been sitting on this beat for like four years and then yeah. finally brought this all together right. to find to come up with this song, which was like hugely inspirational what I've got. But it to me was I mean like 105 different cuts. What an interesting voice Buster Rhymes has, doesn't he? Like yeah. He's one of those guys, like we said before, yeah, you know time, when it's Buster Rhymes. Have you guys ever seen that that YouTube video, like the evolution of dance? Matt has just like mm -hmm. blown that away with the evolution of Wuha. Yeah, so I mean, like, like I know nothing about this. Right? I mean, like I know nothing about how all these guys went crate diving to find the seventh anyone. wonder, you know, to come up with this stuff. And then, you know, just happen to have. So, again, we're talking about right. like the party boy. Uh, Beastie Boys and, you know, how they mm -hmm. came up with all this stuff and they're trying to get back to their roots, right? Well, they've got one little sample of Wuha Got You All in Check, you know, in one little song that they've yeah. got and it's it's unbelievable. So they've got this, uh, we'll listen to song six in a while, The Sound of Silence, you'll hear The End by the Sergeant, uh, by the Beatles. They've got cuts from Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. They got When I'm 64. I mean, there's all of these, like, you find all of these tiny little things in all of these and they've created this great sound yeah. right and you can just get into these huge rabbit holes and so russell 
I have deep respect for what you do on a weekly basis with our list because it is unbelievably hard to find. But I tried to at least just bring it back to see if we could kind of sample ourselves to see how deep, I mean, all of these hip hop artists go to to, to create these songs. So incredible. That was my list for the week. That was Uh, my list list for the week. That was a top five list, list, I would say. I bet they would have never found those records if they had to go in narrow record stores where they felt uncomfortable. That yeah, is the great thing. That's not. the point Matt was making. They didn't have the internet. They actually had to have a physical copy of every sound yeah. they wanted to put on this album. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you guys now, I don't think you could do that sampling stuff because I think it would be it would be prohibitively like copyright wise. But you also can think of like maybe I absolutely love my penis. Like I wouldn't mm, dream yeah. of penis. I've always, no, like I, I love having a penis. I've always said like it's it's the greatest thing I want to do is make love to you. <laughs> All I want to do I is make love, love to you. That's what I'm gonna start calling like I traded something because his penis sucks. Sorry, I forgot you guys were here for a little bit actually. <laughs> Matt, that was easily a top five list. As I that said, awesome. now Very I do want to say this. I, I have to say this. If you listen to the bass on Shake Your Rump, listen to this. Listen to this part. That this was whoa. amazing. That's, that's, that's like a sound from a different dimension, isn't it? And, and, I mean, the, the sounds on this, this album is a producer's delight. It sounds perfect with headphones. It's unbelievable. I was walking around town today listening to this. I felt like the coolest motherfucker ever. Listen to these lyrics. I've never been dumped because I'm the most machinist. I've never been jumped because I'm known as the most packinist. Like that's as a guy who writes parody songs for a living right now, that's amazing rhymes. I can tell you right now, you will not go on rhyme.com rhyme zone and find machinist. He also mentions that he's in the back of his ride and he busts out the whippet. I fucking bought whippets the other day. Do you guys know what those you are? Did? You did. You, 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 are those you, legal to buy? So drugs? You, Jenny yeah. bought one of those whipped cream makers that you get at like Starbucks, you know, like the big metal ones that you put nitrous into oh. And you put cream and it automatically whips it. So we've been making whipped cream and you can put anything in you want. So you put in, you put in cream, you put in like, you know, whatever syrup you want, whatever. It, and then you put on the top and you insert this nitrous canister and it whips it automatically. Boom. You got custom made whipped cream whenever you want. The thing is, is that. How, wait, how often are we like, when, you, I mean, how often does everyone need whipped cream? I had some on Thanksgiving. I'll be honest, but we go that, through multiple like- cans of whipped cream a week at our house. <laughs> You do for what for, for coffee what? Mouth, directly. I mean, mostly it's directly into the mouth. Like it's a direct <laughs> line. I'm not going to lie. Like if you come to our house, that whipped cream canister has been in all four mouths. It's a super spreader event for sure. But my kid looks at me and goes, Oh, this is stupid. Having a custom made whipped cream thing. And I was like, get out of the house. You're disowned. I'll never talk to you again. I was like, I would have killed for a custom whipped cream maker. But when I bought it, of course, Jenny bought it online. And I have talked about before that sometimes people struggle with online purchases and getting all the necessary things. Guess what she didn't buy the day before Thanksgiving? Oh yeah. The canisters that caused the whipped cream to be made. She just thought it like made the whipped cream, I guess in the container. I'm not sure. So I had to go to, I was like, where would they sell whippets? And sure enough, I went to a head shop in New York city. (laughs) And so right next to the bongs and like Kratom, everybody's selling Kratom power. I don't even, I don't even want to know what that does, but it's next to the bongs. I was like, oh, I need to buy these whippets. And the guy's like, okay. And he takes them out and it's these packages of these like canisters, right? And of course, like I said, you can use them to get extraordinarily high. And I turned to the guy and I go, I'm really making whipped cream with these. And the guy was like, okay. And I was like, no, I, it was so stupid. (laughs) That was a good story. Man, that was a top five list. 
Awesome, man. <laughs> Are you creating an edit point here? This Johnny Rial. Right. Yeah. 16th best guitar solo of all time. Why do I need an edit point? The story was so good. I would say this is not the most sensitive song about the unhoused crisis that's sweeping the United States. I think a lot of this album, actually, if you look at the lyrics, it's it doesn't hold up. Yeah. It's I mean, problematic. There's, yeah, there's some stuff on here that's not great. And they're like, we feel so bad for how we treated women on Licensed Ill. And there's a couple songs in here, but I'm like, yeah, you don't not see really it. A step forward. Yeah. yeah, I would say. Now this song, Aaron... Aaron sent us today a picture of himself shaving his bald ass head. Okay. Because I was trying to tell you where I was before I, you know, I was letting you know why I wasn't joining the chat. And it blew my, I know Matt sent a picture of his bidet. So listen, everybody sending the pictures of what they're doing. <laughs> this is a song called Eggman. And it's about the Beatles love of throwing eggs at people. And also the BC boys love to throw eggs at people outside the hotel room window. And I'm thinking every time I hear the song, all I can think about is Aaron's head looking yeah. through the window. Cause they do talk about a bald guy looking through the window and then they want to throw an egg at him. And I got to say, I get it. When I see Aaron's bald head with no hat on and think about hitting that with an egg, that would be satisfying. Who would be the most satisfying guy to throw an egg at on this podcast? It's Aaron, right? Russell? No, it'd be uh, you, Rob. Rob, I was in a party once where yeah. we played, uh, it was called, the game was called Battle Pong, and we played ping pong, and then if you lost, you had to pull your shirt up and let the other person blast you with the ping pong ball. And watching you get hit with a ping pong ball over and over on your bare skin, it'd be laugh. It would be you. Guys, think of Aaron's bald dome, and you're just drilling that thing with a double-A-sized egg. Rob, I did notice oh. one thing on this song, and I think you might owe our listeners and maybe your your kids an apology, a Beck did a better apology. Um, if you notice, a few weeks ago, um, you had mentioned that, I don't know why people think Humpty Dumpty is an egg. No one has ever said he's an egg. It turns out on this song, they say Humpty Dumpty was a big fat egg. He was playing the wall, then he broke his leg. So technically, people have said he's an egg, Rob, so... People so I think you owe us and your daughters an apology for thinking and that Humpty Dumpty is not an egg. Did it better. Like this is such bullshit. <laughs> They've fallen into <laughs> Big Humpty Dumpty's got you too, Russell. Beck does big a egg podcast. Big Humpty. It's a big fat egg. Oh, there yeah. is nothing in the store. Oh my God, Matt has a Humpty Dumpty statue that oh. he's showing us. <laughs> it's the second most terrifying thing we've seen after Russell drinking out of a bag all night. Listen. <laughs> At no point in Humpty Dumpty do they say anything about him being egg-like. It is a man who sat on a wall and fell and literally busted into pieces with the force of his impact, guts and sinew everywhere. And yet we depict him as an egg who's sad that he broke apart. Something to think about. That that mainstream media was that Superfly the the sample on that last one. That's badass. So good. This again, we've talked about this before. I, I I like listening to this. I think it's awesome. I think they do a great job, but. Man, they've got some liberties with a lot of great songs here right. but that they're really leveraging, right? Yeah, this could never happen now. They're like, yeah, they're playing huge swaths of songs that were already great, which is enjoyable for sure. But yeah, it's maybe yeah, absolutely. not allowed anymore. Um, guys, I mean, just like, listen, I've, I've heard about people that sell planes because I've heard of biplanes, but this is High Plains, Drifter. This is another great song about driving your car around. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, should be played in a car with a super deep system, right? What is that back there? They sample "Up on Cripple Creek" by the band. Jesus, in this song. 
Oh, it's too bad I didn't bring back my Cripple Creek drink with the uh, pomegranate molasses. Yeah, I've got some pomegranate molasses in my fridge right now. Aaron, no. I do. It's true, I do. Aaron, come on. You just give me... I can't even get over oh. here fast enough. <laughs> Are you serious? What the hell yeah. are you talking about? Oh, do you guys think you could name... I, I won't do it. We got to keep moving. It's, tasty, I was gonna it's say, sweet, a little bit of fruit. It's good on pancakes. Aaron, tell yogurt. us one other weird thing that's in your fridge right now. What's something that you think you have that I don't? Okay, now look at me. I'm a man of culture, a man of taste. <laughs> Okay. Why you laugh at that? You dumb motherfucker! I look at that hat. Go to museums. That you don't. You, I mean, you, you are a man with a with his own whipped cream maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can use it to have whipped cream or get high. So check. It's kind of like I, my got, I think off I have idea. one baby bell left from the last little you know net bag of baby bells. That's not weird though. But I bet you a little cheese. That's bells. the best thing you can think of that I don't I have. have any. Do you have one? Bro, I got so much cheese in my fridge. It's oh. crazy. Like, <laughs> I got lots of cheese. All right, Aaron. Thanks for saving that bit. Uh, I the tried. Of I science. Now, this one, you want to talk about Beatles. Some of these songs, they will start off kind of slower. Like, this is kind of whiny. I don't know how you describe it. And then all of a sudden, like, the second half of the song, it just ramps up. Okay, so right. let's, see if, let's see if Russell's right. This is the first half. Let's go to the second half. Right? Russell's got it. Wow. He knows how to write a Beastie Boys song. Wow. This is my. These are my favorite parts of the Beastie Boys songs. Here is when they get going with some tempo. They're all on the same. You hear the Sergeant Pepper in the background. Yeah. It's. Oh yeah, this is the Sergeant Pepper reprise on the side, second side. Go way to the end of that one, Rob. <laughs> Go way to the end once. All right. Way to the end. Is that that's the brand of his bidet yeah, too? The, actually, the unison rapping is nice. I like I like it too. There it is. You can hear in the yeah. background. That's Sergeant yeah. Pepper's back there. That's the end. How much would that cost the Beastie Boys to do now? Do you think? Infinite, right? They, they wouldn't license it. Yeah. No. You, do you know who made some money off that back then for the the Beatles samples? You know who the Beastie Boys were paying. Michael Jackson. Nobody. It's me. Give me some. Give me use that money. Buy some milk. I use the money from the Beastie Boys to buy some mama's milk. Give me that milk. He loves that bit. He's always a big fan, and I will keep giving it to him. I'll give him what. I'll give him what Vincent Price wants. The Price is right in this case. He's right. All right. Seventy-three minute rule. How much of your time do you think you've spent watching The Price is Right? Like the show, like how much I think of your this life? is number seven, and it's called Three Minute Rule. Speaking of the Price is Right, have you guys ever seen the Song video seven. of Aaron Paul, the guy from Breaking Bad, when he was on Price is Right as a kid? No, no. Uh, we we have to we have let's pull it up. Let's pull it up. We watch it every holiday season. This Here we is are. so good. This Once is again, so good. Watching Aaron Paul, okay, so Price, Price is, is right. right. Aaron Paul, Price is Right. Aaron. Okay. This might be triggering Aaron. Right? I'm watching the other Aaron. Is this before he was an actor? Oh, way before, yeah. This is okay. like 2002. He's so oh. fired up. <laughs> oh my God, he's going nuts. Horrible feeling I have another one. Here's the next item up for bid. We've been moving around. An elegant. He's so fired up. Mm. Aaron, what do you bid on that? Twelve hundred bucks. Twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Seventy-five 
1997. <laughs> he made it. Holy cow. Oh, he is fired up. And his buddies are all there going nuts like a bunch of college you know, buddies. Now, at that point, of course, Aaron Paul was in Breaking Bad. At that point, do you think Aaron Paul's like, wow, this is the highlight of my life. This is probably the greatest thing I'm going to do in my well, life. Just let him, let him tell you. He'll tell you right now if it's oh. the highlight of his life. He's so pumped he met Bob Barker. You win, no matter how far you miss it. Oh my God, he's beating some military woman. <laughs> Stolen. He's that. the worst. Oh my God. $6,500. The military woman has gone over on the room and spa. And he's going for a sports car. The showcase is $26,368. Now he, he went put, over by like a hundred oh, bucks. He went over by a hundred bucks. His, look at his face. Just right pause. Now, guys, I'm not going to lie to you. I I was suspicious when Russell immediately said, pull up the Aaron Paul on Price is Right video. I did not. I was like, oh, my God. What is going on? This is worth it. This is, this is it's not quite hot sauce on feet, but it's a good one. Okay. Look at his reaction. Oh, he's hurt. <laughs> By so little. Uh, that's, oh. that's how Bob makes fun of you, isn't it? Right. Listen, they're howling in the crowd. This guy just got his spear broken and they're howling. <laughs> oh no, and then the music plays and it's so upbeat. Oh my God. Make sure your pets are spayed and neutered. <laughs> now, I know what you're thinking. What if, what would be horse's favorite treat? Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a song about them trying to meet ladies. Does that surprise you? I guess it's a little bit off. Now you hear this song and you're like, wow, this is classic BC Boys. This makes sense. It's cool. It's funky. Like literally when you're listening to this at headphones, it sounds great. And you're like, wow, I can't wait for the next song, which is also going to be cool and funky. And if somebody was listening to me listen to this, they'd think it's cool, too. I love yeah, this. this. This is so yeah. bizarre and strange. So what is this? Shows up. It is literally is this, like a 23-minute song, 23-second song. Eric Weisenberg and Marshall Brinkman. Eric Weisenberg, if you guys remember, we did Weisberg. a list about him probably a year and a half ago. I believe he's the guy who played the banjo in, um, what's the f most famous banjo song? Uh, the Dueling Banjos? Dueling, ba Dueling Banjos. In Deliverance? And we did a list on him. I'll have to go find wow. what it was, but we, we did a list and we've covered this guy before. They brought in a oh, real Jesus. live banjo player. It is such... They were sparing no expense. I thought that was a sample, and I was like, that's a lot to sample. That's like the whole song. They just played verbatim. It'd be like releasing the Bodyguard soundtrack and being like, listen to the sample I made. You guys are, have been mentioning <laughs> samples all night. Well, I've been sampling something tonight, and it's a cocktail. It's a drink. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here Love we it. go. Now, I just want to set the scene for everybody. Russell, as we have been drinking, has been drinking out of a bottle that is in a paper bag. Now, you might say to yourself, oh, a bottle in a paper bag. It must be a normal-sized, can-sized bottle, like a bag that it's you would see a person holding. Bag. And the answer is no. This is like a groceries <laughs> store bag. This is a full on. It's I think it's got handles on the top. It's huge. And Russell has a huge bottle in it. Has been drinking it as if he is a giant or no, as if he is like a, I don't know what it's like. You've been shrunk down, honey. I shrunk the kids and I'm drinking a normal size He's bottle. It's huge. It's probably, it's probably like a, a, a 38 centimeter high bag. I would say right for those, for our European listeners, mm -hmm. right, Rob? No, yeah, we're taking off over there. So actually, I went and looked at I looked at booze and vinyl, and they didn't have they didn't have 
Paul's Boutique. Is it Paul's Boutique we're listening to? Oh, my gosh. They didn't yes. have that in the book. 125 <laughs> in the list. But they did the have list. License to Ill. So I figured I would go back and listen to this. I figure we can. I know they've changed their what they're doing. They brought in the Dust Brothers here. It's a little bit different. But I figure we could still celebrate the Beastie Boys anyways. And on side A in the book, they recommended a brass monkey. Have you guys ever had a brass monkey before? Never have. Nope. Never. never. No. Rob, maybe you could play brass monkey in the background while I talk about it. <sighs> I sure could. You know, at 192, we're going to be listening to Licensedale. Oh, it's not that far yeah, away. Yeah, so Russell, put a cork in this bottle and save some of it, because I think well, you drink that no whole thing tonight. there's no cork going in this one. It's a twist-off. I think you'll die if you drink that whole thing. I'm <laughs> not so, going to lie. I'm actually quite worried. <laughs> so, you want me to give you the ingredients for a brass monkey? No, thanks. Yeah. yeah. It is eight ounces of Old English. We got malt oh, liquor. eight ounces. Eight ounces. So one of the ingredients is just starts with Old English. <laughs> is Old English. O-E. And the O-E, as some of us call it. The only other ingredient is orange juice. It is oh, it is malt liquor and orange juice. It's a shame. And the book says to follow the spirit of the recipe, grab a 40-ounce bottle of O-E, drink it down to the label, and then finish it off with orange juice. So as you guys can see tonight, I have got my bottle oh, of Old Jesus. English. I've got a 40. I drank it down to the label, filled it up with orange juice, and I'm enjoying a brass monkey tonight. All right. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, Russell, this, you look like somebody who I would see down on the subway, and I would tell my kids, like, hey, let's just steer clear of that guy for a little bit. Russell, when we get to License Hill, we all have to drink a Everyone, brass monkey. Yeah, a brass so you're going to have to remind us. It's, it's actually we very good. Prepared. It's very good. Oh, no, I Russell. did go through an awkward moment, though, at the at the liquor store because I went and I bought. I'm probably the only person who's been in there today that bought a six-pack of strawberry lemonade Trulies. And an old English 40. Yeah. And he looked at me. Diagram. He looked at me and goes, you need a bag or anything? And I was like, I better put that 40 in a bag. So I needed a bag. I figured I needed that for the, for the yeah, presentation tonight. It was right? a good yeah. look. Yeah, you made the night. But it's pretty good. Yeah. I say our listeners should try it out. A brass monkey. Russell's drinking Trulies in the front in old English at night. When, the, when oh, we go to nighttime, it's old English time. Technically, license deal is recommended um, for... What did I say before? You spin this at a slacker party. So you spin the other one at a slacker party, whatever that is. Wait, we're, finally gonna, we're finally finding out about the slacker. You teased it so long ago. And now here we are. We made it. And it was about a half hour ago. So it was yeah. future Rob. We, we've caught up. We finally caught up with future Rob. And now we all know what a slacker party is. Stock up on plenty of red solo cups, <laughs> but don't bother picking up your apartment. That's the slacker party, I guess. <laughs> done and done. I did. I was playing video games while somebody cleaned the apartment again today, and I had to lift again? my legs. I had to lift my legs, and I didn't even think twice about it. It felt good. Looking down the barrel, this is one of the few where they're actually playing instruments on it, and I did not care for this song. It's got like a heavy metal angle to it or something, yeah, right? It's, it's a little. It's a, but it's it's a, a slower much. tempo, right? It's not, it's not it's, the style that Russell is going yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, what does everybody love about the Beach Boys? Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah, the guitar in the front and their voices way in the back. That'll be good. Car Can you thief. hear the Mississippi Queen by Mountain in the back? Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't believe some of the albums that they sample in this band. Yeah, boy. it's wild. It's Car great. Thief. This is, you can hear that this was a uh, instrumental for the club before they rapped over it. You can imagine being in the club just looking for the instrumental of this. They were listening to it. It'd be so good. I mean, this sounds so good. 
Bad news, I read today that there's a gang called the Kia Boys who are going around stealing Hyundais and Kias. And it's it's in the Midwest right now, but I'm hoping it doesn't spread to my driveway yeah, that's, soon. That's like old news around here. Like my piano teacher's had her car stolen twice. What? By the Kia Boys, yep. Oh. Now you would think of the Key gang, I mean, who would they love more than a piano teacher? There's 88 of them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's so many Kias on that piano. But the deal is it's so easy to break into them. You just drive one around until it runs out of gas and then just steal another steal one. The next one, right. You know, so everybody gets their cars back usually. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the thing. It's just out of gas and you got to go pick it you up. You know, somewhere. even if I stole a car, I would get really stressed out driving it around until it ran out of gas. Like that, as soon as it got down to the E, I'd be like, oh boy. Let's well, start looking for another key. Another this car, stresses, yeah, yeah, this stresses me out. Like the stealing the car part, easy, no problem. Getting there, hot wiring, simply using the stuff I learned on the streets, okay, when I was growing up. But running out of gas, <laughs> ugh, ugh, no thanks. Very scary. What comes around? I mean, this album, you just start to hear that same thing over and over, but I'm telling you, sonically, is, this album is beautiful. This one, the bass is so cool. Now, Russell, would you recommend playing this in the college dorm room? Is this a, is this a vibe? I think so. I think this is a great vibe album. Don't you guys think? If you went to a party and this is playing in the background, I think it's badass. I do now, and I got to give props. Russell, you'll remember there was a guy on our, on our floor freshman year, Lucas, who was really into the Beastie Boys, and specifically this album, and I did not give him as much credit at the time for having great taste in music. He may have had he, some other things where he rubbed me the wrong way, but yeah, he might've been like the only guy who was into what we were talking about earlier about the Venn diagram of nine inch nails and something else, that whatever that other him. thing yeah. was, he might've <laughs> been that guy. That might've been him. <laughs> Shadrack. I just wrote for this one. Funky ass song. This is the third one in a row with the Johnny Cash connection. He also recorded Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So how 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 are how are how is this album still existing? Like when we talked about um, De La Soul. Remember, like De La Soul, we couldn't find anywhere because the samples weren't cleared. How 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 are these guys getting away with this when De La Soul's album is like got shut down? What's the difference? Is it a record label thing? Was Capital was a record to, label thing? Yeah. Capital oh. was willing to pay, but De La Soul's label wasn't. Because you, yeah, you can stream this. I mean, you can stream this everywhere. It's it's I mean, easily accessible. Might, maybe at some point they cleared all of these and Capital paid for them. That was I mean, that's part of the reason that BC Boys are are bigger for a lot of people than De La Soul, right? Is that it's just so much easier to find. Or did any of this get grandfathered in once rulings were made? I don't know how that works, but I don't know. This the, this felt the closest thing we've listened to for me. For this album was the De La Soul album. Yeah, I think that's a really good pull. I like that. Well, I think there's also a lot of Public Enemy influence too, but yeah, similar in De La Soul in in style. And then we have Ask for Janice, which is kind of the ad of Paul's Boutique. Now, Russell, we didn't go see Paul's Boutique either. Big mistake on our part. You mentioned earlier the Dust Brothers, Rob. It turns out uh, uh, a friend of mine sent me a link earlier today and gave me a heads up on this, but uh, uh, I don't know if they knew this part of it, but the dust brothers uh, where they produced this album, right? Like they were a big part of kind of helping the BC boys bring all these samples in. So it turns out the dust brothers later on also worked on with Beck. Uh, They worked with Beck on Odelay, Midnight Vultures and Guero. 
But I gave you a song, oh, Rob, boy. and it, I think the song is the opening song on Guerra, which is E-Pro. It's got, so it's a sample of, so what you want. So the Dust Brothers work with the Beastie Boys. They work with Beck. They take this Beastie Boys sample to inspire E-Pro. And so it's the same drum beat in the back, and it's got Beck and the Beastie Boys in the same song. So check this song out. You can, it's like a mashup of both the songs that use the same sample. Yes. Whoa. I could listen to this kind of stuff all day. The YouTube page is funny because it's like a it's a mashup, right? And it yes. says, "You idiots!" It's exactly the same drum beat. You know, it's not a mashup. They're using the exact same drum beat kind but, of thing. But so. if I'm, but I think I think Beck actually credited them and put them in the credit, put the BC Boys in the credits for yeah. uh, for that album. But I, I, I figure you guys need to know the Dust Brothers also worked with the other a couple other groups because some of Rob's favorites. I believe they work with uh, Tone Loke. Oh. Oh, funky hey, everybody, this is me, Tone Loke. <laughs> I'm an actor in your favorite movies and show, and I will definitely take you out of it because as soon as you hear my voice, you realize that guy likes funky cold Medina. That's definitely Tone Loke. <laughs> he, he, produ- he produced Tone Loke's album, Loked After Dark. Rob, have you ever listened to Loked After Loked? Dark? After Dark is one of the great... That's a tattoo I'm getting. <laughs> we should have named our podcast Loked After Dark. Oh, right. The the Dust Brothers also worked with a group that we talked about recently. Uh, it was Mbop. They produced Mbop by Hanson. Did you guys know that? Wow. They probably could have just retired then. Paul's Boutique also did Mbop. That's fucking That's mind-blowing. Wild. Yeah. So when it comes to sampling the Beastie Boys with the Dust Brothers producing, who did it better? Beck did it better. I mean, they're better than Mbop, right? Amazing. BC Boys, yes. The BC Boys are better than Bob. I'm going to go out on a limb and make that statement. Now, are we covering B Boy Bula Bass, a 12 minute song that I don't know what's going on? 24 different uh, samples. Russell, it sounds like De La Soul, if I remember right, I'm kind of reading quickly. Their record company, Tommy Boy Records, was going to give them 10% royalties for that album, and they just said, Here's a big middle finger. Interesting. And, so they, they so, could have cleared it. Yeah, but it sounds like Talib Kweli is trying to f- figure out how to get it released. Yeah, but they've been doing like. that for years. I think we talked right. about that. So, yep. Sometimes it's better to take a smaller piece of a bigger pie than a bigger piece of a smaller pie. Very popular. Beck did it better. Sometimes it's better to just keep the whole pie for yourself until everybody else go fuck themselves. It's your pie. Wait, what are we even talking about anymore? I'm so confused. Listen, guys, we don't have time to talk about the album anymore. Homemade whipped cream on the pie? Ooh, I got <sighs> pie in the fridge. I might need some when we're done here. You could put some uh you could put some cashew marmalade in there, whatever Aaron was talking about earlier. I wasn't really listening. <laughs> passion fruit, something. And everybody else just acted like it was a normal thing. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I got ketchup, I got passion fruit marmalade. It's no big deal. Pomegranate molasses. Pomegranate molasses. Wow. I got that in my I, I you guys, I almost made what was the album we listened to that had a song about a lemon the other night? Led Zeppelin. So I almost made something called a lemon pie, which was like whiskey, lemon, and something else. But I was missing an ingredient. So I was going (gasps) to sub it out and make a pomegranate molasses pie with pomegranate molasses and whiskey. But then I was worried I might have like a a medical medical emergency. (laughs) Yeah. No, well, I, I do know that 10 out of 10 doctors recommend drinking Old English and orange juice. So I think you're safe. I think you made the right decision. <laughs> Technically, it's called a brass monkey, Rob. <laughs> Even better. 
Ah, what's a funky monkey? Listen, we're not talking about the music. We couldn't care less about the music. Doesn't interest us. Don't care about samples. We care about the list. Okay. And of course, this number is, this is coming in at a hot and ready 125. Okay. Is this album at 125? And I also want to point out, Aaron, this marks, we are officially a quarter of a way through the mission. Is this oh, a quarter of the way? Yes. We are right there. We we only need to do all that we've been doing three more times <laughs> with the music getting worse and worse as we go. So, oh, well, you didn't have to add that part of it. I thought it was. I thought it was Some achievable. would argue a little better. Yeah. Some might argue a little better. So, well, we'll see. Is this album at one twenty five? Is this a perfect place for it? It's a quarter of the way through. Listen, okay. You look at a quarter on one side. George Washington. The most honest man we know did nothing wrong, only great stuff, okay? On the other side, an eagle, an animal which I could easily beat in a fight. Everybody knows that. We've talked about that before. I would simply punch the eagle into submission. Is this a perfect place for this album? Okay, if you think that this is, this kind of gets a, a, hey, gravy, because it's so good. That would be a rolling uh, bone. It should have been higher up in the list. Is this is a, hey, maybe, because you think it's pretty good here. Okay, it's a pretty good spot. This is 125. That is rolling well-toned. If you think this is a, hey, shady, because it's kind of shady that it's this high up. It should be lower on the list, and we all know that's a higher number. That is a rolling groan. We did not like it. What do you think, Aaron? Balls Boutique, rolling well-toned, rolling boned, or rolling groan? This is actually my first time in my life going through Paul's boutique. I never went wow. through. I never went through a Beastie Boys phase. I don't know why. It, it, I've never been into them. So this was a fun experience for me. I think it's a really important album in terms of where hip hop was coming from and going at the time. And I think it stands as a great um, sort of historical, you know, document of of where hip hop stood at that time because it changed pretty quickly after in terms of the samples and what was allowed. So um, I think it's a little bit uneven. There's some, maybe some skippers in there, but uh, all in all, I'm going to give it a rolling well-toned. Some of them you would track. You might track a couple there here and there. That's true. Russell, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone or rolling grown? 125. I kind of expected not to like this one. I like the BC boys and everything, but I'm a commercial hits guy. It didn't have sabotage. It didn't have fight for your right. Mm -hmm. So what you want, it didn't have any of the, the BC boy songs that I knew. So I was expecting to be like, oh, maybe this is too artsy for me. Maybe it's not what I'm going to enjoy, but I really enjoyed it. I love when they got like the tempo going and they were all, I think Aaron said rapping in unison. I love those parts of the album. The samples are like really hard to beat. It almost gives them an unfair advantage that I don't know if other groups could could do. So I'm going to say it's rolling well-toned. I would probably come back and listen to it again, and I think uh, a lot of that is because of the samples that they're using. But, uh, man, these guys know how to work magic with it, so I enjoyed it. Matt, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? The Beastie Boys. And they had some this samples, man. I don't know if you knew that, but the sample had yeah, album had yeah, some samples on it. I know. So I was I was trying to kind of put it all together. Do I like this? It feels like one huge ADHD trip, if that yeah. makes sense. Like it just bounces around so much and moves and pivots left and right. And I it's like I couldn't keep up with it. I I don't know. And and so ultimately it's it's not my favorite Beastie Boys album. And I don't know how much I would listen to this one again compared to other ones. You know, to Rosie's point, um, it it seems extremely influential. And I don't know if we've really talked about it too much, but, you know, there is this level of the Beastie Boys being three white guys from 
New York that kind of allowed this opening up of hip hop, I think, on some levels. Definitely. You know, that I think makes it even more influential that it kind of, you know, showed the world what this kind of music, uh, can be, uh, if you really dive in deep, well, it's not all about the gangster rap. I mean, so. let's face it. I think for a lot of white America, the BC boys was the first rap experience for a lot of people, yeah. right? Like that's, right. I don't think that's, you a- know, but, but they, they did, you know, they, they were taking what their forefathers before them did. Right. Mm. And, they're, and they're New York. I mean, they're like New I mean, Yorkers that would be, through and through. That would, that's weird. Cause forefathers, I mean, there's six of them. Yeah. No, there's kind of there's weird. three BC boys, four fathers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, makes sense. You know, so ultimately, you know, like I I don't know if I really like listening to this on my headphones, so I'm gonna give it a rolling walking around. Oh, Son oh, of a bitch. Oh. I am not leaving my notes up on screen anymore. <laughs> and in fact, you're incorrect. Everybody's incorrect. Is this what? a rolling? Correct. Finally, after 125, I thought I got it right. No, this is a He's rolling walk with your headphones. Okay. Oh, you missed wow. the emphasis on that. You are walking headphones. around in your headphones. You feel like a god listening to this album. It is so groovy and so funky. Now, listen, next up, next week, there are places that Mary J. Mary J. Blige remembers. Some are gone and some remain. It's Mary J. Blige with My Life. When you my life. My life. My life. Look it up online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. And then Ray Charles. Modern sounds. Don't say that. That's cool. Unusual. We might end the podcast before we listen to that. Rob, do you think your 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 reputation as the boner and the gee guy would change at all if you were fully shaved? Oh. <laughs> hey, he's getting a boner. Don't worry, folks. He's totally shaved. Okay, so it doesn't look weird. Yes, it does. Still, it still looks super weird. Okay. I was also wondering if if Matt, like the Beastie Boys, brought the hip hop to a, a broader audience. I also wonder if this is the episode where Matt is going to be the Pied Piper of the bidet and bring the bidet to, to middle-aged males throughout I'd be the summer. happy to take. I'd be happy to take that and run with it. I can tell you, when I start using it, it's going to have a wider audience. Way wider. That was great. <laughs>